Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Charlie Mann. Charlie, you are the president and lead coach of Great Legal Marketing, and you're found on the web at greatlegalmarketing.com. Charlie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Awesome. All right, give us the overview. What is Great Legal Marketing? So Great Legal Marketing is a company that coaches small law firm owners, usually people who, when they start their journey with us, $300,000 to $3 million in revenue when they start. And our goal is to help them level up that revenue while keeping it very profitable, which is really tricky for law firms. And we might get into that today. And really the thing that we say that we do most of all is that we help law firm owners put themselves first, because when you graduate from law school, you kind of come out as this finely tuned product of a human (laughs) being. Like you have that intellectual rigor and capacity to provide an incredible service, but no one told you how to, or even more importantly, Josh gave you permission to monetize that service in a way that is better for you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you say put yourself first, what does that mean exactly? So we talk a lot about when uh, someone graduates from law school and I've gone to a couple of convocations, people graduating from law school, the speaker inevitably says, and today for the rest of your life, you will put the client first. It's like, that is why there are such huge rates of depression, alcohol and drug abuse, et cetera, in the legal sphere. And it's, It's awful. These people who have spent so much time and do want to serve other people willingly collapse themselves in order to do so. But what's the best way to serve other people? By having a cup that's fully filled up and overflowing with vitality and energy and spirit. And it just so happens that, you know, having a great, well-organized business that makes you a lot of money helps you keep your spirit up and keeps you excited to serve the client as opposed to giving everything every day to the client and getting home to your family at 7 p.m., missing dinner, missing soccer practice and collapsing to do it over again the next day. Yeah, I am. I'm so tell me, I am just, you know, a little bit more about this dynamic of, you know, I, I know that you could do this in any field, but yeah, there is that, you know, it's like if you sell your soul and you don't set boundaries mm. um, in terms of client work, like for example, you know, with our uh team, I don't expect any of my team members to work on the weekend. Um, occasionally, you know, my director of operations will she'll see notifications or messages come in from clients. And she, she always, um, if it's something small, you know, she'll probably mention some, but I tell you, you don't know, ever have to do that. Like if you're on my team, you don't ever have to do that, but she'll always right. preface that. We don't normally work on the weekends, but I just saw this come through, da, 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 right? Because we always want to um, set and then reinforce those boundaries. And sometimes clients will take, a, they'll need a little bit of training. <laughs> yes, but, yes. Yeah. Can you talk maybe a little bit more about 
about boundaries and and what is the typical life of an attorney and you know long nights and and that sort of thing and and again that burnout like you can do that hustle and grind for mm-hmm. a while you totally can I think anyone can yes could you maybe there's seasons right but then eventually that that you know it's it that it's going to pay it's I don't know what the expression is right but it's going to pay you're gonna have to that payment is going to come due. Uh, yes. In one way or another, like your your soul, your spirit, your your energy, your mental capacity, um, your relationships with your family, like there's that imbalance will pay a, some sort of a price. Absolutely. That's why you have coping mechanisms. And most coping mechanisms are uh, short term facilitators to get you to the next day, as opposed to a long term facilitator like having a well-run life overall that gets you through the next year, the next decade that provides you with a big long-term arc. Yeah, there's this issue of, you know, a lot of people will refer to it as burnout. You know, there's a lot of different ways that we kind of term it these days. But as a, a law firm owner, but really, like realistically, Josh, any small business owner where you believe, and this is this is critical, where you believe you have to be the one doing the thing, right? Like, okay, I've, I, I am a video creator. Let's say I, I create video. And I think to myself, I'm going to build a, vi- a business entirely around creating videos. Well, the problem is, is how much are you locking yourself into being the one who creates the videos versus being the one who goes and finds the clients that other videographers go and take care of. It's the same thing for a law firm, but law firms tend to think within the profession itself. So we like to have them look outside the profession and sort of say, well, look, they can do this over in this widget making shop. Uh, They can do this over in another professional service provider. So why aren't we importing that business knowledge into the legal world? Why aren't we saying that instead of subjecting yourself to the constant churn with the clients, why not make one of the boundaries? You have other people doing the service and as a business owner, and Josh, you and I know that this is one of the most valuable things a business owner provides is connecting your clients with a good service provider who is managed by you and has you have that quality control oversight as opposed to mm. the false belief of I, Charlie, am the only one capable of providing this service at this level. No, 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 no. That's like That's such BS. Like there's probably people who can do it better than you can Find those people because they're not ready to start businesses. Find those people, put them into your business, and then step back and allow that to be one of your boundaries. And Josh, I'll throw this in here for everyone who wants an amazing time management strategy, the phone, right? The phone is an awful disruptor for business owners, mm. especially business owners who you know, still feel like they need to stay attached to that, that, that rigmarole with the clients calling, customers calling. The framework that we suggest law firm owners do, that we try and enforce with them, right? If I could take the phone away from them and do this, I would, is no unplanned inbound phone calls, which is mm-hmm. insane. It's absolutely insane for a law firm to say, I-, I don't take any unplanned inbound phone calls. Now, you will always be able to reach me, but you just have to schedule it. And here's why I do that. I do that so that way, when I am working on a client's file, you know I am working on that client that client's file, which means if I'm working on your file, am I getting disrupted by the phone? Am I having people banging down my door? No, no I'm way. Working on your issue exclusively. Yes, with so a benefit to the client. I absolutely love that. I'm on your social media too, and you're, I, I see where you're talking about that, about how critical that is. Yeah, it yeah. for me, um, you know, and and even to the point. So. If you call my number, unless you're my immediate family member, 
100% chance that is going to voicemail. <laughs> I mean, unless I, I it's totally like, agree. yeah, maybe there's like a one to 3%. Like if I'm expect, like if you're uh, my, my car insurance company, I'm like, oh, like I got to talk to these guys. Like, but I, I mean, and, and that's only going to happen if you happen to catch me when I'm not scheduled into something else, but I'm right. a big, 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 big fan of, you know, I schedule nearly everything. Now I schedule open blocks to get done, you know, certain types of work done. And I, I have that every day, but yeah, if it's not on my schedule, it, it doesn't exist. It's, it's not going to happen. So. And the biggest thing is when you have that type of policy, you just need to give people a reason why you have that policy. Yes. That, that's, that's the issue is a lot of times when these, these strategies get suggested, what we get tangled up in is how is it going to offend the people who are now cut off from us? Well, don't think of it that way. Don't think of how am I going to offend those people? Think about how it now actually benefits those people. We just invert that thinking a little bit and suddenly it becomes a benefit to everyone that we work with as opposed to a detriment. And that that's an extraordinary, like that idea of inversion thinking is such a powerful way when you think about, oh, could this be damaging other people? Well, what if it's benefiting other people? Oh, what a crazy idea. It might help others. Yeah. Um, okay. So how does this fit in with what you do with great legal marketing? I mean, this is really great content. And and I love that. I mean, because this seems like a very, you know, how how we're talking about this, right? It's it's compassion. It's compassion for the audiences that we serve. And uh, I suspect, uh, you know, Charlie, I don't know if someone just, you had a mentor that taught you all this, or I don't know if you had to learn some of these things through hard knocks. Which was it for you? So I'm really, really fortunate. I came out of college. I was a theater major in college, Josh. So I came out of college with zero business education. Like the business education that I, I was taught was the, hey, you're going to be a starving artist for a while. Then maybe you'll make it. Or maybe you'll just be a starving artist for the rest of your life. It's like that. I wanted to be a husband. And I want to be a father. And I wanted to do those things well, which meant kind of get my act together, right? So I decided, eh, you know, maybe the world of theater isn't for me. And I started searching for these jobs and I found one working for this guy, Ben Glass, who's actually the founder of this company, uh, my partner in the company. And with, with Ben's guidance, I, in my early 20s, got to get all of this education just planted in my brain. And the best part was I was seeing all these amazing examples of other folks. I was going to conferences where, you know, Jay Abraham would be speaking. I was in a mastermind mm -hmm. group where that Dan Kennedy facilitated. And so I'm with all these people. I'm like, these people are pretty successful. What if I just try and duplicate some of their successful behaviors? But like, I'm going to do it really early on in life. I'm not going to wait until I'm supposed to do it or when I'm allowed to do it. I'm just going to do it now. And it turns out you don't have to wait around for most of this stuff. You don't need someone's permission. You just have to kind of have the gumption or a level of confidence bordering on arrogance that just says, I, this is the life I want to live. And that, that's, mm. that's exactly what I have time and time again been trying to bring into the world of the people that I coach is just live for you, knowing that in living for you, you do right by others. It's not a selfish living for you. It's a, when my, when my cup is overflowing, I will have so much to give to others that my life is enriched, their lives are enriched, and we can repeat that cycle together. And that, that's a message even marketing-wise that we want to preach out there, right? You know, it's a, I'm ready to give to you. You're not taking my last drop. You're taking the extra opportunity that I want to provide. 
Mm. On your website, I'm, I'm looking at your coaching programs. You've got a hero and icon program and then kind of a hero and accelerated yeah. uh, and icon accelerated. But I like this headline, right? It says, are you building a seven-figure law firm but feel stuck in an average six-figure firm right now? How does one break out of what might feel like stagnation in mm. in uh, in in their legal profession or their you know again are you talking about folks that are at the helm of a small independent firm right yes okay yeah so when they're when they're stuck it's usually for one of three reasons we sort of have that marketing operations finance triangle it's the vast majority, Josh, as you can imagine, are coming to us saying, I need more clients. For for every small business, that's kind of the number one thing we're looking for. It doesn't always mean that that's the actual solution to the problem. I think as you and I know, sometimes there's profitability issues, there's weird mismanagement of the finances, but most come to us and they say, I need more clients. So one of the things that we're going to do with them is we're going to reframe the way that they think about marketing. So the reason a lot of times you get stuck at that six-figure level is because you tend to have one prospect pipeline, You know, one way that you are getting clients. You don't have that diversity of client sources. And for most law firms, uh, law firm owners, they've been trained on this idea of just do good work and the clients will come. It's mm-hmm. like, well, there's a lot of partisans, <laughs> there's a lot of professionals, that- there's a lot of... Yeah, right. That like, is, we know. That is no, bad advice for everyone. <laughs> exactly. It's it's awful. And you know, here's here's like the dirty little secret about it, Josh. Yeah. The reason that that gets promoted is because there are people who did follow that advice, yes. waited 35 years to finally get their shot. And now they're saying, well, I better keep preaching this advice because I'd hate for someone to skip up the ladder of success and get to where mm. I am too fast. That would be unfair. That's BS. Yeah. That's BS. So we go to them and we say, okay. What is marketing? Most people, when they ask you know, the question, what is marketing? They're going to say, well, it's raising awareness. It's building your brand. And I'll say, okay, well, what's the objective of marketing? And they're going to say, to get more clients. So the idea that we present to them is, why don't we skip to the second part? Why don't we skip to marketing being about getting more clients? And in the process of doing so, we will increase awareness. We will build the benefits of a brand. But what is a brand really? Is it what you say about yourself or is it what your clients say about you? It's what your clients say about you. That's your ultimate brand representation. So let's get more clients and the rest will follow. And when we change that mindset into that direct marketing approach, which I know has a little bit of a dirty connotation to it. It feels infomercially, salesy, yada, yada. But we do focus on provide great education, provide exceptional value. Sometimes it's going to require people to do an email opt-in so that way you can keep marketing to them or a phone opt-in so that way you can market to them. But you are helping people and you are attracting people to you, providing them value up front to give them a taste of what it would be like to work with a lawyer, which is really scary for a lot of people because it's an industry that is like the only representations we have are television. And that's all, you know, prosecutors and DAs who are rumbling in the courtroom and all that stuff. So How do you demystify? How do you educate? And then how do you ultimately take those people who raise their hands and say, I'm interested in the demystification and education and say, Mm -hmm. well, you know what? Let me help you follow through on removing your problem, right? Let's follow through. You clearly wanted to talk to a lawyer. I am the easiest one to talk to. I will provide (laughs) you all that value up front. Mm-hmm. And let's get you in here to have a conversation. It'll be really easy. Unlike what you see, there's not going to be a lot of duking it out. We make life simple for you. And that, that's what we do in terms of the first usual hurdle to overcome is that, that marketing mindset that they have. 
Then there's cleaning up profitability. Then there's the, okay, how do you actually wisely reinvest your marketing so that we create a virtuous circle in that triangle? Yeah, um, I think a lot of people might be, if if we're talking about having a conversation around legal marketing, they want to immediately go to tactics. And tactics are really important. But some of those foundational principles, if you don't have those, you don't really believe those, um, you know, it's like garbage in, garbage out, right? Yes. Like, yeah, it's, you know, I think the consumers, my experience, are have never been more sophisticated and savvy, depending on, I don't care who your client is. I mean, if it's business or, you know, straight up consumers, like if they're not feeling a, a level of comfort, guess what? There are a lot of other law firms out there. Absolutely. And what do we all say? People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Plain and simple. Know, like, and trust. The reason we have them do the direct marketing is because if I can get you to do an email opt-in, say, for a training course on how to settle your own car accident, wild idea that we've pioneered (laughs) in the industry, how to settle your own car accident. If I can get you into that training course, here's what I'm going to be able to do. I'm going to be able to continue the conversation with you past that one little visit to my website. I'm going to be able to show you, hey, here is legitimately how you settle your own car accident case, demystification. Mm. Now, I will point out, there are points where this is really tricky. You don't want to mess up your medical records. You really don't want to uh, sign these forms that the insurance adjuster is going to say. There's a lot of things that you don't want to do. Also, if you want to get the maximum result, let's at least set a strategic planning session together, Mm. whether you use this information on your own or whether you hire us as a law firm. You know, what you're talking about here is, I think would frighten a lot of attorneys. Yes, it does. <laughs> Just point blank, it does. <laughs> but but if you put yourself in the minds of the consumer, it shows a layer of goodwill. It shows mm-hmm. a layer of trust that you have in me. It's it's not that the DIY solution is going to be the right fit for me, but at least now I've satisfied my curiosity. And guess what? You are the one you know, again, speaking to the attorney that showed this level of degree of confidence in engaging with me, it's like real estate professionals that are either fighting against Zillow or working with Zillow, right? Mm -hmm. You can either see trends as a threat and you can fight against it, or you can get ahead of the curve and do what your peers are, are unwilling to do. My recommendation would be to where you can go where the consumers are work with them at what they want, because ultimately um, nobody, Charlie, is smarter than the market. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's impossible to to outsmart the market, whatever trends are going on. I mean, this is why all this stuff is based on human behavior, not on the like theoretical economics that was taught for a long time, where it was like, it's just as simple as supply and demand. Josh, that's all you have to worry about. And <laughs> That's why behavioral economics became such a potent force in the marketplace, because that follows how people really make decisions, because we're illogical yeah. creatures. But yeah, when you when you craft your marketing that way, it's just about how do you how do you start a conversation with someone and get that conversation away from hey, the moment you leave my website, you may entirely forget about me. Hey, the moment that you call me, if I don't get you to schedule an appointment, you may entirely forget about me. How do we get them locked in? How do we get them to take the next step? Because we just believe deeply, if they can get some form of education, most of them will ultimately need us. It's a So the classic thing, when you're a young homeowner, for example, mm-hmm. and there's something wrong with the house, what do you do? You go to Google, you Google how to fix it or something like that. And you look at it and you go, 
Yeah, I don't want to break the pipes in my house. I don't want a flood. So what do you do? Then you hire someone after you've looked for the DIY solution, you realize, I now understand why a plumber needs to get involved. And that's a huge issue that overcoming the I understand why a lawyer needs to get involved. In the personal injury world, which we have a lot of people in personal injury, estate planning, criminal defense, and family law, but in the personal injury world and even the estate planning world, your number one enemy is not the lawyer down the street. Your number one enemy is the insurance company and not from a, hey, I'm going to duke it out with you sort of way, but the insurance company might be going to that person and saying, I will write you a $20,000 check. And they're going, that's the most money I've ever seen in my life in a single Mm -hmm. check, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, that case may be worth 80, $100,000. And it's an education gap that we have to overcome. It's not, I need what he has over there or what she has over there. It's, I need to go to the pool of people who don't even know yet that they shouldn't be taking this scam of a deal. Same thing with all the other practice areas. They all have education gaps that if we can overcome them, there's a huge pool of clients available to law firms out there. Yeah. All right. Greatlegalmarketing.com. On your front page, uh, you've got a book. Um, It's Renegade Lawyer Marketing. And from what I'm seeing, looks like you're giving that book away for free. We are. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it, it's the actual number one way that people kind of get started with us. And this was before we were even giving it away for free. We were selling it for a long time, but it has changed so many lives, Josh, just getting people to kind of uh, in, in an essay style format, a quick rapid read way to indoctrinate themselves with the ideas that we're talking about here and ideas that they will have heard on other episodes of this podcast as well, but translated for lawyers. And if they get that book free, you know, it's, it's filled with resources and ideas for them. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Again, the website, greatlegalmarketing.com. Charlie Mann, thank you so much for joining us. You are the uh, president and uh, the lead coach over at Great Legal Marketing. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Josh. Been great. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, 
That's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.